0: This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It is meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegist. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a SuperAge? Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, the dashboard to your inner health. Go to InsideTracker.com slash to save 20% on all their products today. Welcome to episode 82 of the SuperAge podcast. It is wonderful to have you with us. This will be dropping on May the 11th, 2022. Coming to you from the mountains of Utah today and next week, I'll be in New York City um, taking care of some business and uh, doing some profile photography. Looking forward to that. New York's my sort of old homeland. Spent a lot of years there. Um, It's always good to go back. And as I mentioned last week on the podcast, whenever I travel, finding a gym, making sure there's a gym in the building of the hotel is always key for me. And especially so this time, I've started this sort of radical conditioning program, as I want to do. Um this one's this guy, Joel Jameson, who's a big, um, con- he's a conditioning coach. Uh, he's an expert. He works with collegiate athletes, some MMA people, high-level professional athletes. And he's got this thing called metamorphosis, and it's an eight-week conditioning program. So why am I doing this? Well, firstly, it's an interesting program in that it's about conditioning. It's not about strength. Um, it's not about hypertrophy, hypertrophy being like, Building muscle, it's more about conditioning. Um, so, being able to use your body um, in some high-level activity without fatigue or feeling the fatigue and being able to to manage it. So, it, it's also super interesting because it's um, you know rigorous, <laughs> I would say, but it's within boundaries. And the, and a huge part of it is all this recovery that they built in how they monitor the recovery. They have a special thing you you wear to monitor your HRV and then a chest strap to make sure that you're not training too hard. Um, it's very interesting. And I um, we'll see where I'm at in eight weeks. You, you have to do an assessment every four weeks. And the initial assessment, I have to say, just about killed me. Uh, it was involved, how far can you run in 12 minutes? That's like full out for 12 minutes. And then you immediately... How many push-ups can you do? And then when you've done that, immediately, how many pull-ups can you do? And then when you're done with that, immediately, how long can you hold front plank? And I got to tell you, after that, I was I was just wrecked. I thought I was going to die. Um, but, you know, hey, what the heck? I'm 63, and, you know, this thing is designed for people who are more like 20. Um, but whatever, I'm going to give it a shot. It's um, So far, I'm really enjoying it. A lot of, there's actually a lot of good science. The guy's really great on the the science part of athleticism. So I don't really have any relationship with him. Again, his name is Joel Jameson, and the program's called Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis, um, eight-week conditioning program. So if you're up for a summer challenge, there you go. As we've been mentioning uh, during the podcast recently, we have this super age call-in number. It's 801-871-5291. That's 801-871-5291. And this week on the show, we have Mr. Naveen Jain. We're going to get with Naveen in just a moment, and I want to let you know that we'll be doing the call-in number after we finish with Naveen. Um, Naveen is an incredible human being. Uh, He really inspires me, and he's the one who told me uh, way back when the greatest limit that we have is our imagination. It's not our capacity, and I I probably say that twice a day um, to people when speaking to them. That's from Naveen. Naveen's filled with bits of wisdom like this, and he's got an amazing new technology around um, gut and really whole body health, and which I've I've tried, and it's it's pretty great. So we're going to hear more from him. He'll explain the technology, why it works, what he's up to. Um, we're going to be with him in just a second after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the dashboard to your inner health. It is an indispensable part. Of my health and wellness. It empowers me to take responsibility for where my health and wellness is at. It's science backed. They test 43 of my blood based biomarkers. They tell me, not so much for average people, but what do they feel is the most optimal range for me? And then what can I do about it? It's a food based program food first, supplements second. Um if there's anything really out of range I'll get an alert it says see my doctor right away which I do I always share the results with my doctor just to keep him in the loop The results are very easy to read I look at them on my app anything that I don't understand is explained in the backup information you know for the first time in my life I have real knowledge of my more or less day-to-day inner health based on my blood test results. And I know what they mean, and I know how they affect my health. Um, it's, it's really invaluable. So if you would like to be empowered with self-knowledge around your inner health, go to insidetracker.com slash ageist. You'll save 20% on all their products. Hey, Naveen, how are you today?
1: I'm doing absolutely amazing.
0: I I just love your spirit of enthusiasm. Um, We've talked several times and you're just always jazzed about life. I love that.
1: Well, I tell you what, every one of us should have that. And I think it comes from the fact that if you're doing every day, what you believe is your purpose in life, you will have the same energy. And the other way of looking at it is really simple. When you wake up in the morning and you don't jump out of the bed, you should quit what you're doing and find the purpose in life. Because when you do, I can tell you that there is not a day when you won't say your life is amazing.
0: <laughs> I love that. I, and I agree with that 100%. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, so tell me, tell me about Viome. Let's, um, um, let's. When did you start Viome?
1: I started Viom six and a half years ago with a simple belief that for the first time in the human history, We actually have the technologies that will allow us to understand the biological process of what makes us age. Why do we get these chronic diseases? Because there is nothing in the human body that's written and that says, you turn 40, you're going to have a joint ache. You turn 60, you're going to start having your back problem. Then when you turn 70, you're going to start having a dementia. There is nothing there. Right? So what is causes this onset of these chronic diseases? What causes the progression of a chronic diseases? And once we understand the actual biochemistry of what's going on in your body, then we can very precisely for each individual tell you what can you do about it, what foods you should be eating, what foods you should be avoiding, what supplements you should not be taking, and what supplements you should should be taking to bring your body from what I would call this easy state back into the easy state or basically from dysbiosis into homeostasis.
0: And, um, I took your test, um, maybe three or four years ago, and then I just did it about a month ago. It's, and it's very different, much more sophisticated now.
1: Well, first of all, you know, as we are learning. So we started up by understanding simply your gut microbial activity. And because we knew that was a you know source of a lot of the things that happens in the human body. So just to step back for a second, we may think of us ourselves a product of what our mom and dad, our mom and dad's genes, what makes us who we are. Well, it turns out 99% of all the genes that are expressed in our body don't come from a mom and dad. These are the microbiome that's inside our that gut, 39 trillion in our mouth, on our skin, in our ears, nose, everywhere. These microbes are not our enemy. We co-evolve with them. It's a symbiotic relationship that actually takes care of each other. We provide them with a nice, warm home. And they actually convert the food that we eat into the nutrients that our body needs. And when what happens is when the ecosystem gets disturbed, then it's called dysbiosis. Then what happens is we are, they are in are not in a healthy shape. They don't provide the nutrient to us, and we as a host start to suffer. We call diseases, right? And that's a fundamental belief for us to so start with the gut microbiome. Then we added the host side. How does these gut microbial activities, we can see how is our human host is changing its gene expression in response to what these microbes are doing. And now you are the first one to know that we in fact are launching our next product now coming out in the next four to five weeks that is going to now add saliva. So think about it. The human body is like a donut. There is a tube that goes through us. So we look at the top of the tube, your saliva and understand what is going on. And I'll come back and explain a little bit more. We look at the bottom of the tube through this tool and see what's going on. And then we look at the other side of the tube with the human host blood and see what is all this means to us as a human host. We analyze all of that. Then we can give you what is happening inside your body. And as you are a customer, you can see, we tell you your biological age. We tell you your immune health, your gut health, your cellular health, your mitochondrial health. And you know, don't worry about it if you don't understand what that means, because you don't have to, because we do. And then we just don't simply say, and good luck with that. Enjoy your life. No, 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 no. We say, don't eat broccoli because your sulfide production is too high. Or you may have heard a Popeye tell you that spinach is good for everyone. I'm telling you spinach is no good for you because your oxalic acid is not being metabolized. Or You have too much of ammonia production. That means you're eating a lot of protein, thinking you're doing a lot of good. That protein is actually being fermented by your microbes, releasing ammonia, causing a lot of inflammation. So cut that down or take a digestive enzyme with that protein. And then we go a step further. And I think you're going to hear that. We tell you, hey, you don't need the vitamin B3 because your uric acid production is too high. Don't take turmeric, even though everyone tells you it's good for you because your bile acid production is too high. And you, uh, you know, or some people will say, hey, this NAD or NR is good for everyone. And we can tell you it's good for some people and other people must avoid because their cellular senescence is too high, right? So we literally, and then go back and say, uh, you need 22 milligrams of elderberry. You need 79 milligrams of amnesty. You need 33 milligrams of lycopene. Here are all the vitamins you need, minerals you need in this quantity, uh, food extracts, digestive enzymes, amino acids, probiotics, prebiotics. And then we go a step further. And then we say, we actually make them for you on demand, like a compounding pharmacy. We have a robotic compounding pharmacy, and that says, hey, this is order for David. Get 22 milligram from the bin number 23. Get 18 milligram from the bin number 17, get 72 milligram from the bin number three, and put them in a powder, shake the powder, put them in a capsule and send it off to uh send it off to David. And every time you do a retest, we say, Oh, now your body has completely changed because of your changes in your diet and your supplement. Now you need to change the stuff. And we now reformulate your stuff and we actually resend it to you every month. And that's in fact, is that. That personalized n of one rather than n of a population.
0: Um, I, I just want to be clear to people. Um, uh, you and I don't have a business relationship. I'm not um, uh, endorsing Viome. What I'm going to tell you is um, I took your test and the results came back and my gut, my gut's been messed up for a couple of years. And I've seen yeah. a lot of different people like, I, you know, a lot of digestive issues. And mm. what happens is when I, when I got the results back, came through my app, and I get a list of 10 foods, don't eat these things. Other 10 foods that are like my superfoods, eat these. And so I immediately did that. Three days later, 50% improvement, just like that. Um, and I was astonished. Like all the stuff that I ate all the time blueberries, you have blueberry plant fires, don't eat that. Spinach, like don't eat that. You have like tomatoes, you have tomato plant fires, don't eat that. Um, I had no idea. Um, so I, I'm, imp- <laughs> I'm impressed. You helped my gut. I'm grateful for that.
1: Well, David, I mean, that's a story that we hear from people all the time. We have now analyzed over 350,000 samples, right? And this is a story we hear from people. They used to have acne or eczema. It is completely gone. They used to have anxiety and depression. They don't know how to have it. People are losing weight. People are telling us, hey, they used to have constipation, diarrhea. They used to have bloating. They used to have, you know energy problem, they always feel tired. They used to get not getting, you know, just good sleep. They used to always toss and turn. They, brain fog, they just felt, you know, and all these things, we have these names for all these diseases. Well, it turns out we don't diagnose these diseases. We don't cure these diseases. We simply reduce the inflammation in your body. And these things were simply the symptom of those inflammation. And suddenly when you get rid of that inflammation, all these things we call diseases just seem to disappear. right? And our whole philosophy in this medical industrial complex is we name the symptoms and we think if we name them, we can tame them. And guess what happens? It's like a literally whack a mole. You whack it here, it pops up here, you pop it here, you whack it here. And that's literally what happens. You take one, one uh, pill, guess what happens? It causes three more diseases. Now guess what? They have cured for those. And then you take three more, and now we have nine more symptoms, but they got cured for those. And now you have nine more pills to take. And by the time you get to our age, you're popping more pills than blueberries. And there is a problem with that.
0: So I I wanna understand yeah. what's the technology you use to analyze my stool to send me these results? How are you doing this?
1: Yeah. So basically, again, we analyze your stool, we analyze you at home, by the way. You don't have to go anywhere, it's at home kit. Finger prick blood, you get about four drops of your blood. We get a touch of your stool, and now we're adding saliva. Once we get all that, here is what we're doing. Unlike most companies that look at your genes or your DNA, we don't do that. We are looking at what these what is being expressed. And I want to just maybe come back later and explain to you the difference between gene and gene expression, because I think a lot of people may be very confused by that. Right? Your genes don't change. So think about it. If you were to do my DNA test today, we all know it's for life. I gained 400 pounds. My DNA is still the same. Now I get heart attack. My DNA is the same. Now I get diabetes, depression, anxiety. My my DNA hasn't changed. Even after I die, and you do my DNA 10 years after I die, it's still the same. DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive, let alone you're healthy or sick. You just can't tell you. So if your DNA is not changing, what is changing? It is changing your RNA, what we call gene expression. So your genes don't change, but how what they are expressing is what's changing. And if you want me to go even, you know, even just in a step back and just to give you more laymanish language, right? Every single part of our body, David, has identical DNA. So when we are born, we have single cell and then multiply and it becomes our skin, our teeth, our eyes, our nose, our teeth, our nails and fingers. Why is it we don't have the eyes growing on our fingers and nails growing on our head? Same DNA. What happens is the same DNA can express differently and it becomes an eye. When it ex- Some genes are overexpressed, some are underexpressed, they become nail. And some genes are overexpressed and underexpressed, they become our skin. So same DNA can write any story you want. So think of a DNA or your genes as your alphabet. And the story that you're writing is your own story that you write. And that's your gene expression. So coming back to the question you're asking me. So we analyze all the genes that are expressed by your microbiome. And then we know what these microbes are producing. And now once we know what they are producing, we see how these are interacting with the human host and how our human host is actually immune system is interacting with these things, microbial activity. We do the same thing with saliva. Once we do all of that, then we say, look, here is what is being produced in your body. Too much ammonia. Why is it happening? It is coming from a lot of protein fermentation. Why is protein being fermented? Because the protein that you're eating is not being digested. Now, what can we do? We can give you a digestive enzyme or tell you to avoid certain proteins, right? That's literally how all these recommendations go. So we analyze everything in your body, tell you what is going on, and then we score it So, you know, so now with our new test, that's going to be giving you biological age. That means how well you are aging. Just to give you an idea, David, and I I don't know about your biological age. I'm going to share mine. I am chronologically 63-year-old, and my biological age has now come down to 49. What does that mean? What does that mean is that today, I have the same level of energy and physical underlying biological body. That when I was a 49-year-old, a typical 49-year-old. And actually, it shows. I actually run up the stairs, two stairs at a time. I work 16-hour days, seven days a week, and I never get tired. This is what I had when I was, you know, it's better when I was forty-nine years old, to be honest with you. I think I should be 45 right now, right? And when I get to be 70, my hope is I'm down to actually 35 so I can actually kick ass.
0: So uh, I, I, I need to understand this a little better. Um, yeah. So um, the, the biological age, what, what are the yeah. metrics you're using to, that go into that number?
1: Absolutely. Very good. Very good point. So as, as I told you that we have now analyzed 350,000 samples and for they are from different age groups, for different ages, right? So when you come in, David, we say, oh, now we're looking at all of your biological markers in your blood, in your stool, in your saliva. Are they comparable to someone who is 61 who is 60 who is 49 who is 35 and then you say oh your biomarkers are compares to all the people that we look like they're 35 years old and that's how we mathematically determine what your biological age is right now we've actually published those papers this pub this paper is being published in cell right so this is how we did analyzing the lot of people same type of thing we do for things like your immune health what is immune health Immune health is our score and our way of telling you how well your immune system is going to respond to an external threat. So God forbid you catch cold, flu, or the word that we're never gonna mention, the C word, how well are you going to be actually able to not end up in a hospital? Your immune health tells you that, how well can you respond to these uh, uh, external uh, pathogens, right? then we give you things like your gut health and your gut health tells you what is going on with the 39 trillion microbes in your body. Are they actually doing the stuff that's healthy and providing nutrient to us or they are actually causing issues? And people see these issues as bloating, gas, you know, uh, constipation. I mean, You can go on and on. We all know all the digestive issues that every one of us at least knows someone who says, God, it just doesn't feel good, right? That digestive issue is your gut health, right? And inside that health, we can give you, as you probably know, David, your senior score, your digestive efficiency, your metabolic efficiency. And we go through even more details like your LPS production, your putyricin production, your uh, butyrate production. (laughs) You you go through all the details we can give you. And then we give you recommendations of what to do what foods to eat and why, what foods to avoid and why, what supplements you should take and what supplements you don't need.
0: So you identified a um, uh, blueberry plant virus in my yes. gut. How, yes. how did you do that? But,
1: so what happens is when we analyzing this tool, remember, We freeze, as soon as you put the stool in the tube, it actually breaks open the cell and simply preserves all the DNA and RNA of these microbial matter, including our human uh, epithelial cells, which is a gut lining that's being shedded. It goes to our lab, then we analyze all of those RNAs. Once we analyze them, we know these RNA belong to this organism. And then we say, oh, you have this virus that belongs to a blueberry virus. And the blueberry virus can only survive when you actually get blueberry in your body. So if you don't eat them, they're going to die. And that's the reason we say, hey, at least for a short time, stop eating them so this gets flushed out.
0: Gotcha. And then the so the the blood that's taken, it's a small amount of blood. Yes. and This is um to determine this is a genetic testing that's happening out of the blood? No, no, no. not at all. Oh. No, we
1: we don't look at the genes. We're looking at your gene expression. So what we do is with a fingerprint blood, we get about, as you said, four drops of blood. Mm -hmm. And once we get that, we are looking at all the genes that are expressed and primarily most of your immune system. So we're looking at what they call interleukins, which are inflammatory cytokines or inflammatory markers, right? So we're looking at all of your mitochondria, which is another organism inside our own cell. So we're looking at all the mitochondrial gene expression, all of the human gene expression that tells us the things that are happening in our body. What is our body telling us is going on, and that is what gives you your cellular health, your mitochondrial health, your stress response health.
0: Gotcha, and the <coughs> so the there's a supplement list that came um, mm-hmm. with it, and it's mm-hmm. extremely precise. Yes. Um, So you know, for instance, it says uh, uh, you mentioned uh, nicotinamide riboside mm. and and R yeah. it's an NAD yes um, related compound yeah. and it says precisely 149 milligrams. Yes. how did you how do you determine that?
1: Yeah, so basically, what we are looking at the stuff and saying what is the activity that you currently have, what is the optimal activity. And if you have a very low activity, we need to give you a higher amount. When you have a medium activity, give you a medium amount. When you have a low activity, you need a smaller amount, right? So we literally look at the stuff and say, how much do you need to actually get to a good place? And some people you need, sometimes you need more and sometimes you need less. And we literally have what we call dosages that are safe dosages for each one of these. uh, uh, How would I describe them? Is, I wanna call them supplements. So depending on whether they are vitamins, minerals, herbs, whether they are digestive enzymes, amino acids, food extracts, what is the dosage, what they call clinical dosages that you need? And then we decide how much of it do you need currently based on the activities that are happening in your body. So if you need a more, we give you more. If you need less, we give you less. Because sometimes. More of everything is not good. More of everything, in fact, can be bad for you. And that's the reason everything is precise. And it's not forever. What happens is now when you do a retest, David, in the next four to six months, guess what? You will see your scores are changing. Your food list will change. So things that were on avoid list may no longer be avoid. We can say, look, this is all good to eat. Now go ahead and start eating them. Or the things that were good for you because you ate too much of them, we say, Whoa, 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 wait a sec, now you need to start minimizing them. You got way too much going on here now, right? And then we'll adjust your supplement list and your probiotic list and prebiotic list. And that's really just like you tune your car once a year, you gotta tune your body at least a couple of times a year, or your body starts to have lots of sound it makes, and it gives you the signal (laughs) that something is not right. And when you don't hear those signals, then you actually end up having to. Go to the uh, repair shop. It's called emergency room.
0: <laughs> yeah, been there. <laughs> That's not a lot of fun. Uh, how, and what do you what are you finding as far as the amount of time it takes for the gut? Like once we once we stop eating these foods that are feeding these viruses, or um, you know, re- we're repopulating the gut with the proper bacteria. What are you seeing as the uh, the time lag there? Like how how long does that take?
1: about four to six months really Mm -hmm. to get a good rebalanced ecosystem Mm -hmm. what happens is every time you you know eat something it's like throwing a pebble in the uh, uh, lake you get a little bit of perturbation but everything comes right back Mm. But if you do it for a long time, you keep throwing the things at that, then suddenly you start to have the waves. You become like an ocean. Now we say, okay, so now we've got to readjust this whole thing now, right? And then you get a new balanced ecosystem. And that takes about four to six months uh, to get a completely good balanced ecosystem. And then you retest, and then we reanalyze, uh, give you the recommendations again.
0: Amazing. Um, somebody in your organization was talking to me about... Yeah. The this test um based on your technology, I, yeah. I, I guess it's yeah. the RNA technology around mm-hmm. detecting mouth cancer and throat cancer. Yeah. Talk to me That's a correct. little bit about that.
1: So, very interestingly, about uh two years ago, we started to see that people who actually have the oral cancer and throat cancer, we can see them very different. Their signals were very different from the people who did. So we went to FDA and we actually received the FDA breakthrough device designation. And what a breakthrough device designation means is FDA telling us they have never seen anything like this. There is nothing like this existing in the marketplace and it's going to save human lives. And once we got that, that means we were able to detect whether people have or not. We are launching that test. In fact, in the next month, it's going to be called cancer detect. You can order it and there is a doctor who actually would look at the criteria whether you qualify for the test or not. And there, here are the criteria. You have to be at least 50 years old, then you can order the test. Because we verify for people that we can verify anybody who is above 50, and that's the people we had. So we are actually authorized for people who are above 50 years old or any age you are. If you have any history of smoking, chewing tobacco, or vaping at any age, then you are eligible for a test. And once you are, you get the test, you spit in a tube, and a few days later, we actually come back and tell you if you have any cancer in your mouth or throat, which are cavity cancers, right? So it's called uh, oral cancer or throat cancer, even the stage one with 95% specificity and 90% plus sensitivity, right? Whether it's in your mouth and throat, and we are now actually going to be adding things like going down the tube. So breast esophageal cancer, breast cancer, stomach cancer, colorectal cancer, pancreatic cancer, prostate cancer, and then we're literally going down that. And we're going to be launching things like IBD test, IBD detect, det- 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 det. so things like you know use uh, ultra colitis or um, Crohn disease, right? So we're going to be doing things like MCI, which is early Alzheimer's mild cognitive impairment. So we're doing a very large trial right now on mild cognitive impairment. Our product has built-in glucose response, so you don't need a continuous glucose monitoring anymore because we built that into our product. By analyzing over 1,100 people in two continents, in Asia and uh, US, we took 1,100 people, put them on a continuous glucose monitoring for two weeks, fed them 70,000 different meals. And then we built a machine learning model to say for every person based on their microbial activity, if they eat pasta or bread or carrot or banana, what is going to happen to their body? What is the glucose response? And now that is built into our product. So when we say don't eat banana because you're going to have high glycemic response, but you can eat bread, it's not going to matter much to you. Or some people don't eat bread, but you can eat banana.
0: <laughs> I I have to say once again, um, I in the food recommendations, like there was there were things like kiwis and strawberries yeah. and things like that. That normally I I I'm really careful with my blood sugar, um, and yeah. I thought, oh, I I sort of stay away from them because they have. Yeah. you know it's high fructose content, but the the, uh, the recommendation said, well this won't affect you yeah and they don't yeah um and I, I don't know kudos like it it works is what I can say yeah thank,
1: thank you, David. And I think you know anyone who's listening to it, I mean you should really do the test because as David says, it really does work I mean, it really does we have now done as I said lots of people over six and a half years. And as you probably know, David, uh, we sell the test at our cost. You know, we make no money on this, right? And I started this as a basically my way of serving uh, the humanity because of how what I received from the community. You know, I grew up poor. We had no food to eat. We had no place to stay. I came to this country 40 years ago with nothing. And God has been so kind to us. And this was my way of giving back to say, look, what can I do to improve the lives of billions of people on this planet that has given me so much, which I did not deserve? And with that, to me, this is my way of hoping that someday we will be able to prevent people from getting sick. I lost my own dad to cancer. And that's the reason I'm just so uh, you know determined to solve this problem because I couldn't save him. But doesn't mean I can't save someone else's dad or someone else's husband or someone else's loved ones. And to me, this is, we all have to come together. This is a part where our medical industrial complex does not want us to do what we do here. They want to continue to uh, use us, exploit us by keeping us sick. Because everyone, not that they are bad people, but everyone in the medical industrial complex, David, makes money when we are sick. And no one makes money when we are healthy. Think about that for a second. Your doctor doesn't make money. Hospital doesn't make money. With a pharmaceutical company doesn't make money. Nobody makes money when you're healthy. And everyone makes money when we are sick. Only person who does not want to be sick is the people who are sick, right? As we all know, when you are sick, you only have one wish. When you are healthy, you have many wishes, right? And to me, that was our goal: was what can we do to get people back into the healthy state so they can live their life to their fullest.
0: I, I want to circle back on these um, these future tests that you've got going. Yeah, so, yeah. with something like mild cognitive impairment, yes, what is it? What is it that you're looking for there? Yep, it, it, that you're testing for.
1: So basically, the two parts of the puzzle: one is to be able to detect it molecular signal, that means by looking at your saliva or looking at your stool or blood, can we actually predict you're starting to get an onset of MCI? That's the first part. Once we do that, if we can detect them early enough, now we have a shot at actually doing something. And there are, two, there are multiple modalities you can use. The first thing we do is, are there things we can do with simple things like changing your food and supplements that will stop this biochemical process process that is starting? And if you can intercept that biological process that is starting to do this with using food and supplement, then you actually are able to delay or prevent that. And sometimes it may be too late for you to do that through food and supplement. So then we start to work with pharmaceutical companies. And we, in fact, currently already have two signed contracts with GSK. One is for developing a vaccine against colorectal cancer based on our technology. And one is for autoimmune disease. And we have now identified a similar type of targets for IBD. And we are now in discussion with several pharma companies to actually work with them to find the right, whether it's a peptide, whether it is a small molecule, whether it's a monochrome antibodies or any type of phages or vaccine to actually stop the biological process that we see is going on when people have this disease. And that's a fundamental thing is to identify them early. And once we can identify them, then use, to use the food as a medicine. And if that is not able to, we are not able to do that because it's too late, then we go into the next part, which is what drugs and vaccines could be created that will stop, not just simply manage the disease, which is what people do today. Every chronic disease is simply managed. We are going on focusing on curing them and delaying them, intercepting them rather than simply managing them.
0: And this is from the, you're looking at the um, the epigenetic gene expression, yes. which, which would be lead to this. So that's would be that's right. I'm I'm guessing with cognitive impairment like some sort of inflammation markers you're looking at?
1: So we, you know, so for example, in cancer, we saw in saliva, there are certain microbial activities that were causing our immune system to react in mm. a way that was causing the lesions and that was oh. protecting the, my- the cancer from actually immune system to attack the cancer. And we believe the similar type of things we're going to see when you have inflamed gums, microbiome from your mouth is going into your blood, mm. causing the inflammation in your body. Just like leaky gut, we have leaky gums, right? And that is, I believe, at least this is my hypothesis, is that. Even the most neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer, Parkinson's, or you uh, know uh, multiple cirrhosis, these are infectious diseases. Our gut microbiome or the oral microbiome gets into the blood. It starts to infect our blood-brain barrier mm-hmm. and makes it permeable. And then you have infection in the brain and the glial cells, which are basically the immune system, releases the amyloid beta to protect itself. That causes basically the start of the tangles, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason I believe that is true is that most of the pathology of people who died from Alzheimer's, they see a tremendous amount of infection in their brain. Mm -hmm. And I believe that is actually coming in from as we age, uh, we're not taking as good care of our body and our gut lining starts to become permeable. Our gums start to become permeable. They start to leak. And then we don't take care of our oral health. We don't take care of our gut health. And next thing we know, our brain is getting inflamed. And now we say, oh my God, it's just being old. I'm sorry, it's not being old. It's just simply being careless. And one of the things that I think when we started a company, I think David, you're gonna appreciate it. We started with a simple belief that says, imagine living in a world you can't see. Imagine living in a world where illness is optional. And people you know, say it. You got to be kidding me! Are you telling me that I am sick and it is my choice? And the answer is yes, because every one of us will say being healthy is a choice. I'm sorry, being healthy is a choice. Don't you think being sick is a choice?
0: Um, it's it's very interesting. We on, on the show we had um, Dr. Richard Emeritt, um yes. who's a um, he's the gut doc at UCLA. Yes. Um, and talking also about this relationship, um, the communication between the gut and the brain. Yeah. And essentially, um, you uh, articulated it much better, but it, you know, it's bad gut, bad brain, essentially. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Interesting.
1: Anyway, yeah. And we think of these gut microbiome as something that they are parasite on us. I mean, they really, I could argue, are actually the puppet masters. They control everything that happens yeah, in their bodies. Terrible
0: true. <laughs> that's right. Well, there's more of them than there are of us. So <laughs> they win.
1: They do. I mean, and one could argue they have been around for 3.9 or 4 billion years, and we have only been around for a couple of hundred thousand years. And maybe they actually created us so we can we can actually we carry can be them around. <laughs> 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 and we can carry them around so they can take over the world, right? Uh, <laughs>
0: that's good um yeah <laughs> uh so it, it, it is amazing and where are you thinking so you're thinking what's the timeline on these sort of these cancer tests and the cognitive tests you, like five years where are you looking oh God,
1: now much much earlier so we are launching our first cancer detection test next month okay. so this is for oral cancer and throat cancer you'll be able to buy it in june um our mild cognitive impairment thing—we just started the trial, so within a year, you would see that test coming out of us. Uh, so, I, you know, I just say the good thing is since we are, we add ten to twenty thousand new people every month. We have lots and lots of people with lots of diseases, and that allows us to analyze lots of data, and that is what allows us to build this massive amount of uh, data set that allows us to understand the onset and a progression of these diseases. Now, what we are starting to do is also start to build these strategic relationship with the hospital, where every patient who walks in, we actually have them sign up for the research so we can collect their samples, and then we can see what the doctor found, and then we say, oh, look, every time we see this, doctor says this. I don't need the doctor anymore, because when I see this, I can tell you, you have this.
0: So... Um... Well, let's touch on the, on this data collection a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how are you anonymized? I'm, I'm assuming you're anonymizing Absolutely. the data. Absolutely. Uh, how is that happening?
1: So it's completely... So what happens is when you give the sample to us, first of all, all your PII, personally identified information, is completely taken off. And the data becomes... Com- it's simply a number to us. And all we care about is we don't really need to know David has this. All we need to know is someone who has these biomarkers always have this disease. Now we can predict, as you get start to get closer to these biomarkers, you're starting to develop that disease. So even before you have it, we can start to say, are you moving towards a disease or you're moving away from a disease, right? So as you change your lifestyle, you can see, hey, this is was me constipated and now I'm moving away
0: from being <laughs> constipated. <laughs> There are other ways to test that, by the way, we know.
1: I know, I know but you get point. <laughs> but you may not be able to test it for things like, you know, you don't have the symptoms. Because most people wait until you have the symptoms. Right. And my, by the time you have symptoms, your body is now screaming so loud that you can't ignore. It. But even before you have symptoms, guess what? It is happening for a very, very long time.
0: How long do you think you're going to live?
1: You know, my gut check is unless I do something stupid to die. I think we have a shot at us living to be, you know, eight hundred years or more. I mean, there is no limit to how long we can live. And let me tell you why: there are whales that live to be four, five hundred years. They're mammals, so there is nothing in the mammalian architecture that says you must die at one hundred twenty, right? So there is absolutely nothing that is there. The turtles that can live to be hundreds of years. So why is the human somehow unique that we cannot? And the only reason is because we have some come to the belief that as we get old, the certain diseases just happen. Because we have never been, science and technology was never there for us to be able to understand what was going on in our body. And it was basically a black box. One day we start to forget things that we say, oh, looks to me, it's a, things are happening that happened the old age. I can no longer function properly, Well, guy is just old, he's becoming senile, right? But well, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nothing that needs to happen. And, you know, not to God, reflect bad on my dad. My dad at 63, he thought that was old. Me at 63, I'm thinking, holy shit, I barely started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we're the same age and I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, um, who's, who's your hero? You know, for me, I
1: hate to see the life. Living life is my hero, right? Every single day, life teaches you a lesson, right? Uh, Life never stops teaching us. We stop learning. And that's the fundamental (laughs) fact is that if you want a hero, make your life as your own hero because you have a potential to do anything you want. The only thing you can do is what you can't imagine or what you believe you can't, right?
0: Uh, you know, you told me that well, was like three or four years ago, yeah. and I have never forgotten it. You said the the our greatest limitation is not our not our knowledge, any of this. It's our imagination. We are limited by our imagination, and I just I repeat that endlessly. I I, I credit you, but um, you. <laughs> I tell people this all the time.
1: And that is true. That you know, it is science fiction is becoming science reality and there's a reason for that because science fiction gave us the imagination of what was possible mm. and today these are the people who grew up on those science fiction are building the spaceships to go to mars building the things like tricorder to analyze our body and i gotta admit that i was in la uh, uh, i think uh, two weeks ago and I ended up meeting with uh star trek <laughs> It and it was unbelievable, Matt. Sula. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. How can you not relive that idea of actually we as humanity is designed to be exploratory uh, species that is going to go beyond our planet into different planets in our solar system, beyond our solar system into different solar system, beyond our galaxy into a different galaxy, and beyond our universe into a different universe,
0: We're an exploratory species. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Naveen, tell me, what are the three non-negotiables in your life? Every day, what are the three things?
1: One thing is, you know, find what you're willing to die for and live for it. Number one. Number two, you can never be 99% honest. Either once you go down the slippery slope of losing an integrity once, there'll always be a reason why you need to do it just one more time or just one more time. And then you're down the slippery slopes. You can never be that. Either you have it or you don't have it. And the third is live your life as a crazy person. That means when you are doing something, let everyone tell you you're crazy because you believe in doing something that no one else believes you can do. So live your life as if you can achieve anything you want. And never be afraid to fail, because you only fail when you give up. Everything else is just a pivot.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Um <laughs> Mr. Naveen Jane, I I so appreciate your time. Um you're you're one of the people who inspire me. Um
1: Thank you, sir. I really appreciate
0: it. It's been really wonderful having you here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Have Thank a good you. day. Mm-hmm. You too. Now. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um Mr. Naveen Jain is one of my favorite people. He spoke at our first conference back three years pre-COVID, and we've been in touch since. Um, very impressive technology that he's working on. Um, really transformative, and you know, congratulations to him for pulling that off. The um, Okay, so now we're going to get to our, um, our audience call-in. So as I said before, the call-in number is 801-871-5291. Now, we got another one this week where the audio is kind of jumbled. It's from... I think the name was John. You guys, when you call in, you got to call in from someplace that's kind of quiet. Otherwise, um, when I drop it into the podcast here, it's unintelligible. Sorry. (laughs) And I'd really love to hear your voice. So what John wanted to know was about walking. He's like, well, where should I walk? How long should I walk? That's a great question, John. So the number that's often given is 10,000 steps. And I, I, you know, I'm not sort of hard and fast about that. I think that, you know if you've done <laughs> a couple of hours of hard bike riding early in the morning 10,000 steps doesn't really matter um i think it's you know sort of relative to your activity if you're not doing anything else during the day 10,000 steps sounds like you know pretty good number now the question of where you should walk i personally i like to walk around where there's like trees and birds and things like that and now i know we all can't do that but i, I think there's like um a multiplicative effect of being around nature. And when I talk about nature, there's a book that I like called, um, I think it's called Forest Bathing. And they talk about nature as average nature. It's like average nature works. So like a walk in the park is fine. You don't have to be in some, you know, super spectacular Yosemite sort of place. It's just walking around and getting us, the whole body sort of decompresses when we're around nature. And there's also this... Um, what I've been hearing is the infrared, um, infrared and near-infrared is very beneficial to our bodies, and it gets reflected off the green because the green reflects the red. So being around, um, you know, green trees, green leaves, green grass, that all seems to be pretty beneficial to us. So to sum up, John, what I would say is if you're inside um, most of the day, sort of sitting at a desk, I'm um, trying to get... 10,000 steps seems great. And if you can get that, those sort of steps out in nature, all the better. That's what I would say. Thank you for joining us on the show today. It's been great to have you with us as always. Hey, if you can, share this podcast with a friend. Ask them, hey, have you checked out the Super Age podcast? It's pretty great because <laughs> that's the only way we grow. And, you know, the more of us, the, the better off. And if you could leave a rating, we would be so appreciative. And if you can leave a comment, even better. If you want to hit me up directly, David at superage.com, I answer all my emails. And even better, hey, leave us a voice message: 801-871-5291. Big thanks to our sponsor, Inside Tracker, the dashboard to my inner health. Check out their products, insidetracker.com slash ageist. And we're gonna see y'all next week. We got another great show coming up. Thanks so much. Bye now.